Good morning, Flagler County. This is Danielle Anderson, your host of Lifeline, the radio show connecting you to positivity here in our community. And this morning, we have a very special guest. We have Jimmy Patronis, Florida's CFO and our state fire marshal. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're really excited to have you here. I know you're very, very busy, and um, we've got a lot to talk about. Well, I, I tell you, the the time of year that we're about to entering into has uh, lots of things that we can uh, be on the lookout for, do a little bit better, do a little bit safer, to make sure everybody has a wonderful holiday time together. That's perfect. Uh, so, you know, when we're talking about uh, fire safety and all those different kinds of things, you know, this is really that season when people need to be aware. You know, what are some of the tips that you would give them coming up on Thanksgiving and the Christmas holidays? Sure. So, um, you know, most everybody looks forward to these times of year, uh, opportunity to spend time with family. But, I mean, there's definitely some downsides. you got to be careful because um, fires, you know, can tend to be part of the holiday season. Um, but, you know, but here's, I, I tell you one that, um, that I'm very sensitive to because I love doing it. I love flying turkeys. Oh, yes. and, 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 and look, I think once, you know, you, you've had a fried turkey, you really don't want it any other way. And, and they're really not that hard to prepare. Um, but there are steps you have to go through to make sure. I mean, the, the, you know, the, the biggest thing I've seen people do, I'm, I've even seen this at fire stations where they have the, the fryer, which has open flames and grease, either underneath the building or in their garage. That is a huge no-no. Oh my. Um, another is you got to make sure that the turkey is 100% defrosted. You, it's got to be totally thawed. You know, you, you'll see incidents, and we'll usually post a video on, on social media where you've seen individuals that, that will put the, fried, the, the frozen turkey into So, you know, that's an ice cube into hot grease. Oh my uh, has usually catastrophic consequences. And, and almost 99% of the time causes uh, uncontrolled fire. So, I mean, th- these are, at least this when it comes to, uh, to turkeys, and, of course, always never overfill, it, overfill your container. you got to take into consideration that the turkey is going to displace oil. But, gosh, you know, take a few good steps and enjoy some fantastic turkey that way. You know, so how do we get the word out to people? Because, you know, so often we think that we're reaching all the folks that need to hear this message and so often we find out on the holidays we just aren't. Sure. So, I mean, we, we usually we'll, we'll push out, you know, videos and press releases that we at least get uh, some, some traction with, with the local media. You know, it's fantastic to be on your show today because then hopefully we, we touch a couple listeners that, gosh, you know, I really want to try a fried turkey, but I had not thought about making sure that the bird is defrosted, um, you know, Little steps like that, I mean, a, a nice fried turkey does not take that long to prepare. Um, and you're cooking it with moist heat, and I'm putting my cooking hat on. Um, it's it's a real easy to make a very juicy, you know, you know, very, you know, uh, you know, moist uh, protein bird for, for Thanksgiving. But you got to definitely take uh, take some precautions because of how grease can be can be a a, a problem if not treated with respect. Um, you know, and always, you know, I tell people, you know, have a fire extinguisher around, you know, there's a version called a class K that's ideally the best one you can have around if you're dealing with grease. That makes a lot of sense. So, you know, we also have Christmas coming up and we're we're glad to welcome Patrick Giuliano, Lieutenant from the Palm Coast Fire Department. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Daniel. How are you? Thanks for coming in. We appreciate it. Um, Hey, Patrick. Chief, how are you, sir? (laughs) 
Great, great. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, when we're talking about Christmas, you know, people have Christmas lights that they've had for probably decades. Is there any time that they should be replacing those things or what's the safest way to go about that? All right. Uh, so with Christmas lights, I know people uh, leave them up all year round to keep the festivities going. But uh, typically, you know, <laughs> you don't want to have too many strings onto uh, one outlet because if you have too many, you'll blow fuses. And it'll now start, uh, if you, especially if it's not plugged into a GFI outlet. Um, so things we recommend is when you start putting up your decorations, check all the bulbs. Make sure there's no uh, broken bulbs that can go on there. Whether it's going on a tree, a real tree, or outside decoration, you want to make sure all your lights are intact, that you're not putting too many strings of lights onto one strand. You're not overloading the electrical outlets. Um, and if you are trying to make your house like the National Lampoon Christmas Vacation, you are, you are spreading out the, the electrical load uh, around. I was wondering, I was like, is that like an example of what not to do? That is the perfect example of what not to do from putting up the Christmas tree to the outside decorations. So when we talk uh, uh, about people having insurance and homeowners insurance and those kinds of things, what kinds of things should they ask for when it comes to fire? Is there, is there anything specific? You know, I, I hate that to even say that this is part of a necessary, but I mean, we, my office, we also do arson investigation. Um, so we will, you know, inspect and go on scene when, when there is, uh, when there is a fire. Cause we want to make sure that, that everything's being handled and documented in an appropriate way to ensure that, you know, where the loss of valuables, uh, are, are documented and, and the cause of fire is notated that we can speedily help get people back up on their feet. Um, but you know, fire in the home, there's so many things that you can do to, to, to do it. I mean, great, great points by Patrick. Um, you know, in, in North Florida, we still have fireplaces. And, yes. <laughs> and so there's, there's, there's things that, that you have to just be, be sensitive to, uh, with fireplaces and space heaters. You know, the, the temperature will drop a little bit, which is sometimes, uh, welcomed. But, you know, you want to make sure you're being careful of what you leave unintended near those fireplaces. Um, and, and always, always invest. I've just installed two this week, um, carbon monoxide de- detectors and double check your smoke detectors. And the great thing about it is the devices have gotten so sophisticated where they can get all in one and they can even tie into certain alarm systems where they will actually, uh, call 911 for you wow. if something happens and you're not home. So again, fantastic technology that is out there now in order to save you, save your family. Uh, from from uh, you know any any mistakes and problems that could have been avoided. So can we talk anything about um, you know some folks don't have that central heat and air and they try to do space heaters or they do other types of heating inside their home that that could be dangerous. Go ahead, Patrick. Yeah. So with space heaters, you want to keep them away from uh, any objects. So that's what happens a lot of times is it gets too close to a blanket, too close to clothing. Um, and then next thing you know, that item starts to melt, and that's what catches on fire, which then spreads the fire. So using space heaters in a home, you want to make sure, first of all, um, that you have it into an outlet, not into an, uh, an electrical cord where it's running throughout the house. Because you have too many electrical cords, then you start uh, heating those up and make sure they're rated for that. A lot of electrical cords and, uh, are not rated for uh, uh, the space heaters. Whoa. So. Mm-hmm. What you want to do is run them through a surge protector or directly in the outlet and make sure it is rated for it. So if they have that UL, 
uh, under laboratory uh, label on it. You want to make sure it is rated for that. Uh, and then just keep that space heater away. So with anything, whether uh, any type of open, open flame or any heat source, keep that away from uh, any objects that get too close to uh, – that can be too close. So you have that space. That way um, you're not heating anything up that's not supposed to be heated. So we're talking also about disposal of Christmas trees. Some people will take them in their backyard, uh, use them in a fire pit, you know, put some gasoline on it. You know, what's the best way? <laughs> That's not the best way to do it. So never, never use gasoline. Never. Um, so here in Palm Coast, they'll, uh, they used to do, and I think they still do it, where you can drop off your Christmas tree uh, somewhere after the holidays. Um, if you have a real Christmas tree and you're disposing of it, the best thing is put it out to the curb <laughs> or to find a way to recycle it. We don't do outside burning, especially if we – you're allowed to have a cook and a warming fire, but it has to be attended with a grate on it, and you have to have a water source, but you don't want to be out there trying to burn vegetation. You leave that tree out there long enough with uh, no water, um, it'll burn on it, and then you try to set it on fire, it'll catch fire. So we don't want people to do that. We want them to either recycle them or put them out to the trash. That way they can be safely discarded. That, that's really good advice. Um, I will admit that I did that one time. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had a, there was a, a bonfire video from one of the high schools last year that went viral, and this massive accumulation of pallets and lumber and timber and and anyway, when they decided to use an accelerant in order to aid uh, starting the fire, they used gasoline, and oh my God, it had a, just a catastrophic explosion reaction. Um, never, ever, ever try to start a fire using gasoline. That is absolutely the worst, yeah. the worst combustible that you could use. And it's not just the, the liquid part. It's also the fumes in it as well. And so mm-hmm. all the vapors, too, that's how you get that, that poof and that you can really you can get seriously burned from that. So don't try this at home, kids. Do not try that at home. Oh, my goodness. That's right. So are there, um, just really quickly, are there any um, programs or anything that you're doing as far as helping our local um, fire service folks or anything you'd like to talk about? You know, I, I tell people, um, I, we had a first responder lunges last week that I got to speak at. And, you know, every uh, Thanksgiving, there's a fire station down the street from my house. And my sons and I, um, we still kind of do some, some cooking together as, 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 as a team, and we bake some cookies. And, and, and maybe the boys will eat one or two. But the whole point is we bake cookies and we take, we take them down to the, the fire station into the street on Thanksgiving Day. And then the, the, the primary reason why is I want my boys to see that there's first responders working on Thanksgiving Day while they're out from school, that, um, that they're hanging out with family and friends, um, and somebody is, is standing watch in order to allow families to enjoy this, this time together. Um, I, I truly don't think our, our first responders – get enough acknowledgement for the sacrifice they make through birthdays, anniversaries, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you name it. Um, there's somebody that is, is standing at the, at the moment's notice to provide that emergency service. So, you know, whenever you, you know, I really encourage whenever you see somebody that's got uniform on, just, just, you know, you'll be surprised how much they'll appreciate it because just go up and tell them thank you for your service. And it, it goes a long ways. Um, and, you know, if you feel so inclined, bake some cookies and go take them down to the local fire station. <laughs> I could definitely do that. I just do want to give a shout-out then. the um, Our first responders dealt with a catastrophic fire the other night of a, a theater in our community, and they worked overnight, and it was it was truly incredible to see everybody working together. So Patrick was among them, and it was, it was really incredible. Thank you. 
Well, I, I, I tell you, we we saw Hurricane Idalia, uh, catastrophic storm that went through uh, north northeast Florida earlier this year, and to see the first responders just everywhere working, you know, and, and a lot of the first responders in their own homes were damaged, you know. So you you think about the role that they played during during all times of emergency, and even sometimes those catastrophic events where a whole entire county or a region is touched. So, um, you know, just um, uh, amazing, you know, call to service, uh, wonderful human beings, and truly, I really think, is one of the most noblest professions. I have to agree. All right. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in a moment. Hey, who's taking care of your air conditioner? If you don't have somebody good, give me a call. My name's Kyle. I've been doing air conditioning in Flagler County for 13 years. I'm now with Quantum AC. We look forward to being your air conditioning company. If you haven't had a checkup in a while, you really should. Call Kyle's cell phone number anytime. Okay. I'm Joe Wright, Quantum AC, part of the Quantum family. 586-9039. I look forward to your call. 586-9039. I'm really blessed to have the opportunity to work with uh, their internship program. I wish when I was going through high school here in Flagler that I had the opportunity to be able to work for a tech company locally and be able to get that experience. You know, I'm definitely excited to be more of a part of Coastal Cloud and the community. Good morning, Flagler County. We are back with Patrick Giuliano, who is in the studio with us, and also our CFO, Jimmy Petronas, who's our amazing state fire marshal. So, Patrick, tell us a little bit about what's coming up um, with the Gammon. The Gammon Ruck. So, uh, last year, uh, we lost a firefighter, Firefighter Brent Gammon, who passed away after a very brief but courageous battle with cancer. Um, so Gammon uh, worked for us for two years, and he was a volunteer for two years, went through schooling, and this was a second career for him. He was in the IT world and decided, I really want to do something more fulfilling, so he became a firefighter. Um, his wife is a, supervisor, a dispatch supervisor for the sheriff's office. His, one of his children is in the U.S. Army, so they're a family that understands service. So I can't take credit for this. This is completely our Parks and Rec Division that came up with this idea. Uh, Kim Brown and uh, Jared Dawson came up, to, came to me uh, early last year, uh, or uh, this year, and they had an idea for an event called the Gammon. It's a ruck, and so what they've set up is a 28 mile ruck around Palm Coast that's going to go from each of the six fire stations, and uh, what you do it as a team relay, and uh, they've named it after Brant. So this is going to be an annual event, and the really cool thing is. All the proceeds from that is going to go and create the uh, Brant Gammon Memorial Scholarship Fund. Wow. So we can send others to firefighter and EMT school to follow in their steps, footsteps and pursuing their dreams. So I know Kim talked about it at another event, and she was really tearing up when she said she was hoping that more people would get involved. And she was already encouraged by the number of people from some people who don't know what a ruck is. Can you kind of- yeah, so think of it as a relay race, okay. but you're uh, you're not actually keeping time to run that race. So you do it as a relay, and uh, it's more of a military thing. So you'll see a lot of folks where uh, 
I call them backpack. They call them ruck packs in the military. And it's a weighted pack where think of the soldiers marching through with all their gear, and that's what they're doing. So for some of us in the fire service, we have a backpack. It's called an air pack. Um, So that's our air bottle, and that's what gives us uh, fresh breathing air to work inside of a hazardous environment. So you'll see a lot of firefighters doing this race either wearing the ruck pack or maybe they'll wear their air pack or some will be in some gear to do that. They have to be pretty heavy, though, right? Uh, So a a tip... They weighed it. There's different uh, rucks, and I don't know the exact. Some of them are 20, 30, 40 pounds. But a typical firefighter, when they wear all of the gear, could be up to about 50 to 60 pounds, including the air pack, the helmet, the gloves, the boots, uh, the jacket, the pants, everything. That's like carrying around a medium-sized child. It is a medium-sized child. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Wow, that's incredible. So, um, you know. How proud are you that this is happening? How does uh, family I'm, feel? Oh, uh, man. They, you know, this is the first time for us to have lost an active duty firefighter. So um, the family was trying to find something to give back because they were just touched by how our, the department and the community responded. Um, this this was a very quick illness. This was 45, 60 days. We wow. found out Brant was sick in August and he passed away November 3rd. Um, so they the community came together. We did a fundraiser, a GoFundMe. We raised uh, uh, close to twenty five thousand dollars to the family. Wow! The Department of He Brant just finished paramedic school two days after uh, two days before he got diagnosed, and so he didn't make his graduation and never got to sit for the state exam. So the Department of Health awarded him his paramedic license, his paramedic certification. Um, so the community as a whole came together, and the family wanted to find a way to give back. And when uh, Kim from Parks and Rec and Jared approached with this, it all kind of worked together. And it's the day after he passed away, so um, it's that weekend. So it, they were looking to do a community service project, so it just kind of fell together. And it's amazing how much people love and care about our first responders here. So it's a we have a great community, and anytime you see uh, a firefighter or a police officer in need, the community is always there. That's just awesome. So, you know, when we're talking about scholarships and the next generation of these guys, and we have the Fire Academy here for our students, you know, how is this going to kind of help them? And what are you seeing from the kids? So uh, how this helps them, one, they have a really great opportunity right now. If you're in high school and you're at FPC, you can do the uh, Fire Leadership Academy and get your minimum standards. At In the evening, Flagler uh, Technical College offers the EMT program. Um, so they can become dual certified. So by the time they graduate high school, they have all the qualifications to go and get hired. And when you have your firefighter and EMT certification, that opens the door from Key West to Pensacola. So you can go work anywhere in the state of Florida. But we want to keep them here. <laughs> so uh, where this will help this scholarship fund is those looking to go to paramedic school. Um, because typically fire departments will send you. But if you want to be more marketable, go to paramedic school. Um, so this will help offset some of those costs with the books and the tuition because paramedics about a 12 to 16 month educational endeavor so you're there learning every day that sounds pretty cool though yeah. <laughs> so chief what do you think about this idea of, of the next generation being able to kind of get their their boots on the ground as they're graduating from high school well I, I just i'm so grateful that there's there's such a robust pipeline of folks that want to be public servants um you know patrick and i got to work together uh Briefly, how <laughs> did we did we even overlap more than a month, Patrick? How long did it last? It was about eight hours. 
Yeah. So, I mean, literally the first day I took my job, Patrick's on his way out. He showed up on his way out. But he was out there passionate, going to go live his dream. He wanted to be a firefighter, you know, and uh, and so it's still grateful. And then if you're lucky, you might uh, bump into Patrick sometimes, and he's wearing a kilt. I still don't know what y'all wear under those things. We're not going to talk uh, about that but, on the radio. <laughs> a family-friendly show. <laughs> But 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 Patrick Patrick's just uh, he, he's he's got a lot of talents and just here and you know I I gotta admit I was very proud to hear you know how you're articulating put together this whole uh, ruck run and and what it's going to do to make somebody's life a little bit brighter um, you know uh, if I can if I can join you count me in that sounds that sounds like a great time oh we appreciate it yeah it'll be. I think last count was uh, just over 60, 70 people wow. coming Saturday morning. So we'll start with a small ceremony at Heroes Park, and then they'll break. And I think they should be finishing up around 1 to 2 o'clock. And I know that our community has also brought the tunnels to towers here. Yeah, that's uh, Patrick Apollonia from our com- Palm Coast Communications Department. And they've he's the second year he's hosted the tunnels to towers because we have a very large population in this community from folks from the tri-state area that were either living in New York, were in those towers, were first responders, or had a family member that was injured or killed that day. So September 11th is very close to our community's heart because of where our population's from. I just, it amazes me, like, even 20 years later, everybody still is so dedicated to remembering the people that were lost. It's incredible. We have a great community. That's right. That's right. All right, so uh, I think we're we're solving the problems of the world. We've decided not to put a frozen turkey into the fryer for Thanksgiving. Any other tips on like um, holiday baking, cooking? Your favorite no, pie? But, <laughs> but, but I will I will plug for some opportunity for some holiday cash. Um, so my office also gets to be the trustee of all unclaimed property, and you know, literally one in five Floridians has something that they did not realize they had, whether it be an uncashed paycheck, a utility deposit, uh, rebate cards, you name it. So if you go visit fltreasurehunt.gov, that's fltreasurehunt.gov, that's our state's unclaimed property website. Put your name in it, a loved one's name, your grandparents' name, a business that you've owned, that you do own, uh, that you have bought, you name it. Uh, we pushed out over three hundred and thirty million dollars last year alone, and and I, I'd like to say that I'm giving you money, but I'm just giving your money back to you. So please go check it out. Uh, a little bit of money this time of year uh, goes a long ways, especially if it's it's found money and and make your Christmas a little bit brighter and richer. It's like winning the lottery, and you didn't have to even buy a ticket. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> That is awesome. We'll definitely check that out. So it's it's uh, fltreasurehunt.com? Dot .gov. Dot .gov. Dot okay. .gov. That is perfect. All right. So do we have any safe tips, uh, fire safety folks, where people can go in and take a look if um, they just want to kind of get a rundown of a list of, of safe tips? Patrick, do you have anything well, for the city or the, the state? Yeah. So for the city, you can visit our uh, Facebook page at uh, Palm Coast Fire. We always push stuff out there, especially the holiday season. And I'm going to do a shameless plug for a, an important safety tip this weekend. We're about to roll back, back the clocks. Oh, so oh, that when you, It's coming pretty quick. So when you change your uh, clocks, make sure you change the batteries in your smoke detectors because working smoke detectors save lives. Good job. 
All right, Chief, anything, any last words? No, we'll, we will be constantly pushing stuff out the same way on social media. Uh, we always push out a, a video on the frozen turkeys. <laughs> we will push out also videos about how, to, to Patrick's point with the Christmas lights also earlier, how a, a tree that is not properly hydrated. Now, you don't have to put water on a plastic tree, okay? But on a, on a real tree, you've got these things drink lots of water. And uh, as long as you keep them properly hydrated, they're a little bit less of a fire hazard. But you just you you it would blow your mind. Like I said, we'll push a video out. We'll be glad to share it with you so we can get it to your your listeners of how quick a tree catches fire because of a spark, a short, um, especially if the tree's not been properly maintained. So again, there's some little tips that we can uh, make sure you see visually. Also, we'll get them out to you soon. We love it. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. Sure. All right. We want to thank Coastal Cloud, Joe Wright, and the Quantum Family of Businesses, WNZF News Radio, and Flagler News Weekly for sponsoring the show. And we'll see you next weekend.